The Insurance Coffee House is hosted by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies, brokers, and insurtechs in the UK and across the United States, attracting and retaining the most successful leaders to your insurance business. To find out more, visit insurance-search.com. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and be inspired by the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House. Today, I'm really delighted to be joined by Karen Boyle. Karen is the Senior Vice President of Human Resources at the Graham Company based up in Philadelphia. And it's a pleasure to welcome Karen to the show today. Welcome to the show, Karen. Great to be here. Thanks, Nick. Karen, it's a real pleasure to have you on. Really looking forward to hearing about your career, hearing about that great journey that you've had there at the Graham Company. I'm going to be also really interested to see how the business is at the moment and some of those plans. Before we get into that, though, as we are in the insurance coffee house this morning, what's your go-to coffee of choice? So my go-to coffee of choice will be a Philadelphia-based coffee company called La Cologne. So that's what I'm drinking here today. Very good. I actually think that's come up on the coffee house before with another guest from Philadelphia. Karen, start off with, would you mind giving the listeners an overview on your career, the journey that you've been on that's led you into your current role there as the Senior Vice President of Human Resources at the Graham Company? Sure, happy to. So I started at the Graham Company 15 years ago. Actually, this month is my 15-year anniversary. I started as um, an assistant in the HR department and, you know, over time gradually progressed into the senior vice president of human resources for Graham. So it's been a great journey. I'm really privileged and lucky to work for such a great company. We've really got the right person on the call today, obviously talking about the people and culture aspect of the business, but also you've been there throughout your career and that journey all the way up from that entry-level role position all the way up to senior vice president of human resources. How has that journey been? What difference have you seen in the business across that time? That's a great question because I would say on day one, when I walked into Graham, there was paper everywhere. You get made fun of for having paper on your desk. So there's definitely been some changes in the industry and our organization as a whole. But, you know, ultimately, I think now, you know, automation technology, can you push down to get your people working on the highest and most valuable thing for your client is definitely top of mind and top priority for us. Whereas 15 years ago it was, you know, did you place the coverage? Do you have the coverage for the client? And now it's so much more broad than that. It's not just about, you know, placing the coverage. And the business itself has grown a lot during that time. Where's the business today? What markets are you operating in? So we're about $75 million. You know, hopefully that's what we come in about for next year, just over that. So that is really exciting. We've grown a lot since I've been here. So we primarily focus, you know, regional. I would describe ourselves as a boutique regional firm, you know, with a national footprint. So we have organizations that we serve all across the country, but we're based out of Philadelphia. We have about 215 employees. And we also have an employee benefits part of the organization, which we started about 15 years ago. And the PNC side has been around for 60. I know you're celebrating that 60th anniversary this year. Really great story. Those numbers are 
really interesting you know 75 million as a regional brokerage i understand you do work at the higher end of the market you are working with those larger accounts those corporate accounts presumably that's why you've then got that national footprint because a lot of those businesses work right across the us could you explain a little bit more about that particular focus at sort of the higher end certainly of the mid market and beyond that we really try to position ourselves as the outsource risk management department for your organization so we focus on clients that are complicated, have more involved and intricate risk needs. So with that comes an expertise that we've built servicing higher complexity organizations, bigger organizations, providing creative solutions on how to really manage their total cost of risk. How does that affect when hiring people, when attracting people to the business and also their development? I know that development side we're going to talk about a little bit in more detail but being a relatively small business yourself but offering those high level complex solutions for your clients do you find that's a way of attracting insurance expertise experts to the business that like a bit of both worlds they like to work with the great clients but also they like to be part of a smaller organization absolutely i think it's definitely part of our employer brand right if you come in and work at Graham, you're going to be working with national massive organizations that you know are national, but also global in a lot of areas have different distribution and manufacturing footprints across the globe. But I also think to your point, you know, they like knowing that the person that they work with is accessible and they don't have to call, you know, worry about time differences as much, you know, to get in touch with their boss. You know, really, we take a hands-on approach when it comes to development. And what also has helped us is the way the ideal client for us, we're able to attract people that might have 10 or 12 years of business experience, not necessarily insurance experience, but their insight and their past experience honestly helps us be a, a better partner for our clients. And so that's enticing for them too. They hear how they can even make more of an impact based on their past experience. So as well as insurance expertise, you really look for that overall business acumen, that commercial acumen, so that they can actually advise at that higher level than you know, a traditional agency, a traditional brokerage. It might be a little bit more transactional or purely just around the risk placement. But actually having people with that commercial acumen can help them to be advisors at a high level across the business. We hire people all the time without insurance experience. We hire more people without insurance experience than we do with insurance experience. We really look for that person that lives more into the grand value of what yeah. we're looking for from how we want to behaviors and the character of that person versus if they have a certain insurance technical expertise. Now, of course, there's times where you really need that and that's what you have to go out and get. We're proactive and know how we need to hire, what our growth goals are, how we've historically performed, then we're going to prefer to grow our own, even if they have 15 years of experience. That doesn't just mean right out of college. That's such a great philosophy because, you know, so many businesses do get hung up on the insurance experience, even if they're working at a relatively low level, relatively less complex programs, less complex portfolios. So it's interesting that you're really working at that top end, but also looking more for the commercials, looking more for the personality, the, the values of that individual and teaching them insurance rather than expecting that insurance experience. 
And it's worked out well for us. You know, it doesn't take longer in a lot of cases to get someone ramped up. Yes. But you can also argue that if you hire someone that might have the right resume, if they don't work out, you're back to where you would have been had you just hired the person that you knew had the value system that aligned. I think that's so important actually across a lot of different industries that as businesses, we don't become echo chambers of what's been done at other organizations or what's been done in the past. Having a fresh outlook, a fresh take can add so much value to an organization, particularly in insurance. It's certainly great to get an outsider's perspective. That's certainly what we look for in our search firm as well, is new ways of doing things and new ways to being innovative. Karen, it brings us nicely on to our area of discussion that we want to dive into a bit deeper and from what i understand it is about that development journey that development of talent that you have there do you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit more about what that looks like from the graham company's perspective i really have to give credit to our founder bill graham who started the business 60 years ago he saw 38 years ago when he hired our current vice chairman mike mitchell mike was a perfect example he had the value system was client obsessed, you know, really Bill saw and Mike, this guy has what it takes. He just needs to learn insurance. So as he's like, Mike Mitchell, such a great story because now he's on the board, leads the organization. And really it was all because Bill saw him and said, this guy knows what it takes and he would do a great job for our mm-hmm. clients. We just need to get him the technical skills. At this point, 38 years ago, we started our training department. Bill was always let's hire the right person and we will teach them insurance and we will teach them our way of providing and servicing our clients. Today, we have eight full-time people responsible for technical training. So I'll say the insurance-related training at Graham. And then we also just hired our director of talent development, which will be focusing on the non-technical aspects of development, leadership skills, management skills, how to set people new to the workforce up for success. It's a transition going from your graduating college into the working world, or maybe you never went to college and you're coming to Graham, you know, you want to make sure we set them up for success long-term. So really looking at, we're in a place now we've really rounded out our development programs. I really like that. And I like the fact that Eight of those nine are around the insurance training. One is then on the leadership and the development side. That goes to show that you hire people with those skills already, with that acumen already. And it is about teaching them the insurance side of things, which can be taught. It's very difficult to teach someone or get someone to change their mindset so that they are completely client focused or they are relentless or they do share those values you have. So it's much easier to teach the insurance side of things for sure. In terms of that program, the way you structure things there, what sort of particular initiatives do you have there to really make sure that someone has a great career journey? I know obviously you're a testament yourself, the way that your career is developed at the company. Like any organization, we have you know a great story to tell, but there's still things that we're working on and there's still things that we could do better. So let me just say that. So what we do now is, and I'll walk through more of starting with the technical, and then we can get to a little bit more of the management and leadership skills. So when someone comes into Graham, they'll go through our classroom training, the technical training. But then on top of that, yes, can you learn the vocabulary and can you learn all about the deductions and, you know, the important nuances of insurance? Yes. But then there's really the application of it, which is entirely different. 
So while they go through our six-month training program, and in that time, they're put in units, they work on case studies, they do group work, which is also great from a camaraderie and you know engagement standpoint. They're going through training with a small cohort of people that honestly, I'm not seeing one yet that doesn't become so close through this journey of going through training together. And the training is also not broken down by position. Everyone gets the same training. So our analyst gets the same training as our producer. So it's really great that they all learn about the different roles within the organization, but they all get the same baseline. And then after that, for the next really honestly two and a half years, you're still considered in training. At that time, then our technical development department still even though that person might be in a unit, still supports that person, meets with them weekly, what came up this week that you didn't understand, you know, because insurance is ever evolving. Things come up. You can't teach everything, you know, in six months. And especially with law and contract changes, you can't. And then what we're also working on now is so that they go through that technical training. And then now we're developing the, I'll say, supplemental programs regarding the softer skills. How do you prepare for a meeting in some cases? People new to the business world don't know how to set an agenda, don't know how to make sure that you're leaving the meeting with the things you needed to accomplish. They don't even know sometimes if you even need to have a meeting. You know, you really need to treat everyone differently based on their skill set from that standpoint. So it can be things like that where we're teaching, you know, newer people the basics and then it can go all the way up to you're now leading a team of 10 people. Do you know how to set a departmental budget? Do you know how to make sure that you're accounting for who you're going to promote next year? Do you know how to assess talent? So we're really trying to build that out to different levels. You really have to look at it too. There's items that can be taught virtually, and then there's stuff that needs to be taught in person. So really making sure the mediums you're using for the trainings is sometimes just as important as the topic, because if it doesn't work how you're delivering it, it's not going to stick. And that expertise that you're really driving that in your two and a half years of being part of the training program, you know, that is a considerable period of time. But as you're saying, you know, insurance evolves, but also what they're being exposed to evolves, you know, different types of clients, different types of risks, different, different industries as well. And there's always things to learn in the ever-changing landscape what have been the outcomes what have been the results of this strategy that you have of hiring people based on their talent and on a skill set rather than their insurance experience what's been the outcomes of then developing them yourself we're very fortunate from a turnover perspective i think that from the get-go people see the investment we're making in them and that feels good it feels from day one you feel this company cares about me and this company cares about my development and they want to set me up for success. So that, I think, makes people feel good and appreciated. And that can set you off on a good trajectory, creating a lot of goodwill on day one. And it's hard to come back from that if you don't do that. It's hard to fix that in the long term if you don't nail onboarding of someone. And I think that people see the opportunity. I say to people at every interview I have with someone, I say, Graham, you create your own destiny. But if it doesn't work out, it will never be because you didn't have a resource you needed. But we really make sure people have what they need to be successful. And because of that, another reason people stay, they know that we might not always be able to deliver you know, right away, but we make good on what we've said. And if we can't do something, we circle back and make sure they know why. I imagine that really attracts the right type of mindsets to the business. Also note, you know, revenue, $75 million, 215 employees. That's a very big revenue number per employee that must mean that what you're doing there is really 
high level, high performance and efficient. There's always ways to be more efficient, but yes, you know, we are proud of how we can service our clients and make sure that the resources that we have are really working for them. They're not doing work that doesn't matter. Our director of talent development, Melanie, she is coining this phrase at Graham and I love it. We're trying to teach people to work at the top of their license. Where can you push down work? So it's actually an opportunity for the level beneath you And where can we get everyone using their time at the highest and best use of it? And when you can do that, you're really humming from an efficiency standpoint because people aren't working on things that they shouldn't be working on. Karen brings us nicely onto the espresso round now. The questions are short, sharp, and to the point. So I know you've got your local Philly coffee there. You ready for the espresso round? I'm ready. The espresso round. Karen, what would be the piece of advice you'd have for executives, leaders coming in to interview there at Graham? Be yourself. Don't put on a front for an interview. These are the people that you're going to work with every day. So be yourself in an interview because that really matters for you in the long run and for the team you're going to be working with in the long run. And what's the most memorable thing you've ever witnessed in an interview across your time there? I was interviewing someone and they brought me a poster that they had chiseled or, you know, done some woodworking with and it had the Graham G in it and they brought it to me and I thought it was pretty creative. I've never really been given a gift at an interview, at a first interview. So that was interesting, the coaster that someone woodworked for me. Yeah, that's very good. Attention to detail shows that they're certainly interested and prepared and thinking outside of the box. What one recommendation would you have for your peers, you know, the other HR leaders, the other HR executives in the insurance industry? What recommendation would you have for them in order to bring in high quality talent into their organizations? If they're having an issue with turnover, they're not finding the right people, I would say first, find the people that are rock stars and figure out what are the behavior traits that they have. And then make sure you're interviewing for those behavior traits. So if you know who's good, use them to your advantage. And then just make sure you don't sacrifice if you're spending a long time on a hire. You know, you can get patient or impatient and it can get frustrating. The cost of making the wrong hire will just in the long run be worth it. So be patient. The person that you need is there. You will find them, but just stay patient. It's something that we see a lot, actually, when we engage with businesses and they talk about the lack of talent out there, the lack of talent available. Talent is all there. It's a wonderful industry. There's so many talented people. It's about getting in front of those people, about teaching them your story, about showing them the opportunity that you have there and having enough people in that funnel, in that pipeline, so that you can afford to reject people. You can say no to people and you can be patient and you can hire only the people that are going to add value and not be in a situation where you've only got one or two people in the frame and you've got a position to be filled and then that mistake happens and it never works in the long term. So I think that really starts from the beginning and that runs through the whole organization. Is there any technology, any hacks, any tools that you or your team are using at the moment on the talent acquisition side of things? Our internal recruiter might have a better answer for you, but the one thing that I will say is that we've been using AI for help with job descriptions. It's a huge time saver, especially if you have a newly created position or maybe even a position that you're filling that you haven't had to fill in a while. Don't be afraid to obviously use your judgment, but don't be afraid to use that to save you some time. That's normally the bane of a HR leaders or a recruiter's life is writing that dreaded job description. They know what it looks like in their head, but getting it down on paper. 
so time consuming and frustrating. So use that AI tool. Final question in the espresso round. What one lesson in your job has taught you that you think everybody should learn at some point in their lives or in their careers? If you're in a support role, you know, like HR, accounting, IT, learn as much as you can about the business you're supporting. It will help you find talent. It will help you retain talent. It will help you make a bigger contribution to the business as a whole. Force your way in, ask questions. People love to talk about themselves. So if you have a silly question, but you go to a top producer and you want to know about how are your fee structures based, ask them and they'll tell you. That's fantastic advice. We've certainly seen people on the carrier side of things, they might do a little secondment or they might have started out in the business, maybe in claims or in underwriting. It gives them real value. But I think, you know, whatever business you're in, you can get really close to it and you can find out what makes them tick and what makes that business successful. Because at the end of the day, the success of the business has an impact on all parts of the organization. It's clear that that's all aligned well. Karen, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you in the Insurance Coffee House. No, we've been discussing it for a little while, so it's been really good to have you on the show. Before we leave, do you have one piece of closing advice? And if our listeners want to reach out to you, are they able to reach out LinkedIn, email? Is there contact details you can leave for us? Reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn or and on there. I think my email address is there. But if you want to reach out to me at kboyle at gramco.com. piece of advice I would give to someone is that if you don't have a mentor, get one. That would be find someone that you connect with and that you really respect and ask them to be a mentor to you. One of the greatest mentors ever. And that's half of the reason I you know, was able to find success with Graham. So if your organization doesn't have a formal mentor program, go find one because it will be invaluable to you. Great advice. Whatever your job position you're in, whatever type of business, whatever organization, a mentor, someone who can help guide you. You might actually feel like, you know, you're not at that level that you need a mentor. But trust me, the earlier you start with a mentor, your career development will fly. That certainly aligns very well with what we've been discussing today around talent development and your own career there as well. So thank you for that. Karen, it's been brilliant to have you on the show today. Really enjoyed hearing about your career, but it sounds like some really great initiatives there at the Graham Company. So if there's anyone in the Northeast of the US listening at the moment, interested in opportunities, I urge you to, to reach out to Karen. Thank you so much. It was great to meet with you and chat with you today. Thank you, Karen. Catch up with you soon. Thank you for listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time for another episode packed with insights and advice for senior leaders, C-suite executives, and ambitious insurance professionals. Stream all episodes at insurance-search.com.